Hi, I'm 13, and this is episode Sandy of my Quarantine Podcast. Hope nothing goes wrong. If you've heard the intro before, you can skip the next minute. I live in Cefalu, a small town in Sicily, but right now I can't leave my apartment, thanks COVID-19. What I can do, fortunately, is talk to people all over the world, and that's mostly what I've been doing. I started with friends, and now it's evolved into the needlessly complicated task of making it to 100 people in 100 countries. You can find out how I'm getting on at www.quarantinepodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at QuarantinePod. If you enjoy it, and I hope you do, you can help me out by spreading the word. Please share the site, say nice things about the podcast on your platform of choice, and if you live somewhere I haven't covered yet, drop me a tweet at QuarantinePod. I started out introducing these episodes with the sound of my neighbours singing from their balconies, but they've stopped that habit now, perhaps for the best. So instead, here's another group of people somewhere else in the world doing the same thing. Good evening, or good morning, good afternoon, welcome. My name's Sandy, and this is day number 26 of my personal quarantine. Thanks for listening. This morning, I'm talking to Zoe, who's a speech therapist from Arras in the north of France. How are you doing, Zoe? I'm fine, thank you. I'm also chatting to Ryan, who's a probation officer from Northland in New Zealand. How are you, man? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Lovely to see your face. It's been too long. Um, if you do insist on moving to the extreme other side of the world, it's uh, it's hard to stay in touch sometimes. What time is it with you? It's morning here. Oh, we are quarter past nine in the evening. Uh, you shouldn't take that personally, Sandy. It wasn't it wasn't because of you directly. <laughs> I didn't was until you said that, and now. <laughs> I feel like you're overcompensating for something. Um, it's dressing, get, dressed gown and beer o'clock in New Zealand, in Northland. Time meaning. Time meaning. Northland sounds epic. It sounds like there might be marauders at the gates somehow. Is Are there marauders at the gates? It's a little bit like that. Um, Northland's a very, very long peninsula. Um with Auckland at the south. So Auckland's the biggest city in New Zealand and there have been roadblocks in place stopping people coming north um, unless you're a resident. So it's a bit like, yeah, Game of Thrones-esque. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we've had on from the realm of fiction, Um, (laughs) but it's it's lovely to find out how things are going in Westeros. Um, Zoe... Uh, it's lovely to see you as well. Last time we caught up, we were enjoying a beer in a beautiful square in the in the town of Arras. How yes. is the town? <clears throat> it's uh, empty. <laughs> it's <laughs> not Game of Thrones-esque at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just old people not there. Different vibe. I don't know what TV show would be represented by, by Arras. 
I think I'm just over. I'm, I'm just. It's been too long since I've spoken any French, and I'm trying to put a little bit of an accent on Arras. Uh, <laughs> Arras. So, I'm not even getting it right. I quit. <laughs> Zoe, can you can you explain to Ryan how we came to know each other? Um, it was about I think six years ago or something, and yeah. uh, we were both supervisors for uh, English camps in Italy. So we were just really two people with cars uh, wandering around in the north of Italy, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we that's that's how we met. Yeah. Right. We we were doing the same job, and we were supposed yes. to be in different areas, and then and then and then met up. Two people wandering around in the north of Italy sounds like the beginning of a novel in itself. Yes, or or really good movie. With guitar in the back, <laughs> or like a really old school kind of medieval fiction, like um, <laughs> Canterbury Tales, when when one did I six summers hence around the north of Italy. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, Ryan, tell us about Reading University. Tell us how we met. Uh, that was back in 2002, I believe. Uh, yeah, we were both oh. at Reading University. I I think. At the, at the time when we met, um, I had sort of just moved out of home, obviously, as an 18-year-old and <laughs> into, <laughs> you know, you have that freedom. So I think the first time you saw me, I might have been covered in a pile of vomit. I'm not sure. Um, but I want to give a that. balanced picture. Ryan, the first time I saw Ryan, he was dressed in a very nice suit, covered in a pile of vomit. <laughs> And I bet you thought at the time, I think we're going to remain lifelong friends. <laughs> I thought, this is a man who knows how to handle himself in a healthcare crisis. <laughs> we'll stay in touch. <laughs> Just expel everything. <laughs> my, one of my, so we lived in the same hall of residence and then we lived in two houses together. Mm. Um, one of which was kind of half building site and the other was owned by two Italian guys who claimed not to live there but actually did it was very it was strange times um but one of uh, my actually... oh, oh, go on. I was gonna say this isn't this isn't actually the first time we've shared the airwaves either oh my god I'd completely forgotten yes go on go on let's let's delve into this well, it was the, uh, I, I like to remember it as the Ryan and Sandy show, but it's probably the Sandy and Ryan show. Um, uh, just, I forget what it was called, the, the radio. Radio. It was university yeah. uh, radio, but we, we were on there. I think, <laughs> I remember it as something like the 2am slot. <laughs> yeah, no one was listening at all. <laughs> we, we, just, we just had this hour where we could go on and, and talk nonsense. Um, I can't remember what, what student, if anyone from the University of Reading is listening, Siobhan, <laughs> I know you do sometimes, what what was the name of the student radio station? Please let me know. Um, the the story that I remember about, about Ryan and, and health is that in the first term of living at university, you thought you had meningitis and all all of the symptoms and his reaction was to get under a duvet in his room and just hope it went away 
Now, now, hang on a second. I <laughs> thought I had meningitis and I had all of the symptoms. That's what people do. What they need in that situation is their friends to step up <laughs> and say, I think you might have meningitis. We need to go to the hospital. <laughs> all right. So there's, there's responsibility on both sides. Um, <laughs> in fact, what you were doing in a move that we now discover is ahead of its time was self-isolating. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> Before it was cool. <laughs> Visionary. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, yeah. oh, um, Zoe. Presumably, you are also self-isolating in a different set of circumstances and in a far more responsible way. How uh, <laughs> how's life with you at the moment? Ah, uh, it's fine. Actually, it's fine. I'm with uh, my boyfriend and my cat, which has. Never oh. been happier. Uh, it's 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 alright because it's sunny now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been rainy and grey in France for ages, and then suddenly the first day of the quarantine, big sun. When was Why? that? How, how long? How long have you been quarantined? Uh, it's been it's been three weeks. About three right. weeks. Yeah. And can, can you you obviously could presumably go and get groceries and medicine if you need it. Are you allowed out for any other reason? Uh, yes, we have a sheet, actually. Oh. Yes, we have a sheet that we have to sign ourselves, saying, I can go out. Right. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we have something similar, yeah. And can, what, what, what are the reasons that you can sign the sheet? Well, you can go grocery shopping or mm-hmm. for like... A, to, to go to the drugstore or something. Yeah. Uh, you can go to help people. You can. Uh, I had the thing, but I think I had to go out, so I removed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can go run or walk with someone if if you're in the same home right. in a one kilometer uh, round. Ah. Yeah. So that's pretty precise. <laughs> so so you remember what the sky looks like. Yes, yes. We we can mostly go out, but we don't. Mm. And is it being, does it feel like it's being well observed by the citizens of Arras? In Arras, yes. In Arras, it's kind of a small town, so mm. there's not so many people, and it's mostly old people, so they, they don't go out. But in Paris, it was just awful. Mm. Awful. Everyone was outside, and uh, they had to 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 make it tougher, so so people don't go outside so much. Right. Uh, that's that's us. <laughs> Ryan. Now, when we first spoke about these, the idea of of doing this podcast, it was I'm going to say about three weeks ago, um, and you kind of said, "Well, I don't really think there's much to say about." COVID-19 in New Zealand, it's not really here and we kind of hope it'll stay that way. Um, how have the past three weeks gone? Yeah, I remember that conversation and I'd say <laughs> things have changed quite a lot, really. Uh, <laughs> yes. So yeah, we're on complete lockdown currently mm-hmm. um, and we just have supermarkets open um, and essential services like doctors, and and that's it. Um, 
and yeah, the, the same sort of thing. It, it sounds like in France that you can you can go outside and exercise and go for a walk or a run or, um, but but that's it. That's all you can do. Mm. Um, it seems like generally people are taking it seriously. However, the um, I think <laughs> only in New Zealand they've sort of put out a list of things that people have been doing, and there's they've sort of the government have had to say no stop it (laughs) (laughs) i can feel this is going to be good go on yes you can't go hiking in the woods you you can't go surfing you can't go ride your mountain bike you know (laughs) it's just you can't go fishing and boating you can't disappear into the into the wilderness for days it's just free specific yeah (laughs) No disappearing into the wilderness for days. You, you literally live in, in science fiction, a whole fantasy novel. This is pure Game of Thrones. No disappearing into the wilderness. Surely, I've 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 not thought this through. But isn't in a time of self isolation, isn't disappearing into the wilderness for days quite a positive thing to do? <laughs> You keep well, yourself heard, out of harm's way. <laughs> Two stories I've heard. Uh, one was um, a group of trampers who went out and disappeared. Well, they, they went hiking and, and camping for five days and, and came out and had no idea that lockdown was happening. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> suddenly um, found themselves talking to police. Um, and another one I heard, I don't know how true this is, was a guy who came out of the wilderness, um, was told about the lockdown, and basically went, oh, fuck this, and turned around and went back. <laughs> I'll take my chances with nature. That's amazing. You hear about people, you hear about stories of of guys lost in the jungle who continued fighting the Second World War until about you know 2003 or something when they were finally discovered. <laughs> This, is, this could be the new thing. I do remember there was a story in Italy. The patient that they originally thought was the first confirmed case of COVID here um, was very sick and was in a medically induced coma for about three or four weeks. And there was a little story that ran in the press here which said that he'd recovered, he'd woken up, he got his consciousness back. And he basically started to say, what did I miss, guys? Now, I cannot begin to wrap my brain around the fact that, you know, one day there's this story in the background on the other side of the world about an outbreak of a contagious disease. And you go to a dinner party or whatever and you don't feel great and then you feel really bad. And then the next thing you know is four weeks later, Half of Europe isn't allowed to leave their houses. Um, hospitals are, are stretched to breaking point. And through no deliberate fault of your own, you're kind of involved in that. That must be the biggest mindfuck imaginable. Um, what did I miss, guys? How do, you, how do you even start to explain what's what's been going on in the past couple of months? Um one thing that's been that's been going on is everyone's staying in touch 
online. How how have you guys been incorporating that into your lives? How are you, uh, if you can't see people face to face, how how has your your socialising changed other than this conversation right now? How, how have you found it over three weeks, Zoe? Um, <clears throat> I try to keep in touch with, uh, with most of my friends and uh, family. Actually, family, not so much. I have to, to text. Uh, <laughs> just realizing that now. Um, but yeah, we try to stay in touch once a week on uh, on Friday. On Friday, we do a uh, Skype which is uh, which is um, I don't know how how do you say apéro? <laughs> oh man, well, like, like, a, like, evil, a, evil like a beer Italian. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mean, beer time on Skype. <laughs> How, how do you say how do you say beer time in New Zealand, Ryan? <laughs> I don't think there's a word for it. I think it's just yeah, that's just generally any time's acceptable time for a beer. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, for us, it's on yeah, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continental Europeans are slightly more refined in their lifestyle, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't like to start drinking until about about six in the evening um it's like a challenge right. so so you have the you have the the skype roll yes yes yeah we we do that um, but we we don't talk so much actually because um at first that's that's what you said at first you're all like mm. okay are you okay are you okay and just keep texting constantly and then yeah gets old <laughs> you you just wanna calm things down and just breathe a bit and refocus on yourself and not mm -hmm. every time being like, okay, are you okay? Are you all right? And mm -hmm. oh, I'm so bored, it's awful. And then it's just all negative and <clears throat> gets very tiring. Who um, who gets an invitation to the to the Skype role? Uh, it's mostly my uh, hockey team. Oh, right. Oh, you play hockey? Uh, field hockey, yes. Nice. How long have you been playing? Well, it's been like four years or so. Not so long. It's, your your season's presumably on hiatus. Was that yes? Was that a, pain, a painful thing or was that a relief? How how good how well were you guys doing this year? It was kind of a relief because it was rainy and fair grey. But right now it's really painful to see the sun. And uh, like, okay, I could be outside playing, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we tried to play on the balcony, but. Stuff. <laughs> Not that great. You need like a kind of like a mini ice hockey type setup on the balcony, I think. Uh, no, it's we have fake grass, so you got you got fake grass <clears> on the balcony. <throat> yes. My my balcony my balcony is about the size of a surfboard. <laughs> I, I you could, could have fake grass. I could I could have fake grass, and actually it would be quite cheap. I wouldn't need to spend too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> The shops are closed for some reason. Um, Ryan, what what about you, man? What's what's what have been the biggest changes in your life? What are you missing at the moment while you're stuck inside? Oh, so many things. I mean, generally speaking, life is fantastic. I, I know that for, for lots of people it's not, um, but for me personally, it's a very selfish point of view. Um, I'm at home with my little boy. Um, mm. we've an acre of land um 
I'm just having the best time. You know, we can walk down to the river. It's just, it's brilliant. We're, we're having, you know, <laughs> we're having real lockdown fun, to be honest with you. This um, is so, so interesting, isn't it? There's two sides to every story. Completely, completely. And I, and I, I don't want to sound jovial when I get that this is infecting, mm. uh, affecting lots of people's lives in really horrible, negative ways. But just on a personal level for where we are, it's actually things are fine and we're great. You know, we're just enjoying it, which is all you can really do at the moment. Um, there are certain things that we're missing. And I, I guess <laughs> I know you've talked in previous podcasts about sport, missing sport. I realized that I'd wake up in the morning and I'd check my phone and I'd, I just want to figure out what's happening with sport straight away. Yeah. And, and now it kind of all I'm reading is just sports, sports cancelled. So um, next door to us is um, there's a, a backpackers um, which is still open and it's and it's housing a lot of guys from the islands like uh, Vanuatu and a couple of other places. Yeah. And they go off and pick um, various different fruit in the orchards during the day. But during the evening, they come back and play football. So oh. I know, obviously, I can't go join them. No. But I can sit on the bank and watch them. Oh. <laughs> so that's, really... <laughs> that's that's so such a melancholy image. I was picturing you. I'm glad you've got a nice grassy bank to sit on. Because I was picturing you pressing your nose up against the window like a kid looking in a, a toy store at Christmas. I desperately wanting to go and join in. That's kind of that's kind of heartbreaking. I don't think this is this is beyond tragic, but the, the habit of checking the sports pages online is so ingrained in me that I still do it every morning. I wake up and I'm like, what's going on? Oh no, nothing at all. Someone's <laughs> someone's someone's making up a story about who's gonna buy someone with the money that their club's not gonna have. <laughs> like, wow. I just can't I can't quit that the other day i found myself looking on there's an app on my phone right called live score which shows the football the football scores all over the world and i found that there are there are three leagues still playing you could you could technically follow belarus, sport. Isn't it? belarus, belarus. Yeah. although i did i heard on the radio that they might have gone now they might have dropped out belarus may not be there um but nicaragua are still playing on. You can still watch live football <laughs> in in Nicaragua. <laughs> and, well, and... I was thinking about um, recording the football match from next door and selling the TV rights because <laughs> <laughs> this is it, right? We're going to start a sports TV empire. Zoe, you need to get one-on-one hockey going on your balcony. <laughs> Ryan, you could live stream the football. Um, I was thinking, I had this idea that, like, and I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand why this isn't happening. Um, darts is a sport that could be played in different spaces simultaneously. Surely every professional darts player in the world has got a board set up in their home, and we know that the distances must be right because otherwise they'd be practicing intentionally at the wrong distance, and that would that would ruin them. So we can. There's some degree of trust there probably don't make the prizes super big just in case because it would be hard to check but you could you could broadcast a darts tournament in which all of the participants are in their own space um the, the only thing about that is 
Um, the best thing about watching darts is just witnessing how drunk the crowd is. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll put it on Zoom, and we'll sell <laughs> we'll sell tickets. We'll have a, a virtual darts tournament where you can see at least like twenty four members of the crowd. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> It's, it's it's that or watching today's big international foot international club football friendly and don't ask me where these teams are from is uh it's it's just finished finished 3-1 between Sputnik Rechika <laughs> and FC Kimik Svetlogorsk so um <laughs> sorry to any fans of FC Kimik Svetlogorsk oh, I was I was hoping to avoid the I bet pretty hard on Kimmich Svetlogorsk, so uh, so it's going to be a, a tough weekend in my house. Um, there's all kinds of things that I've seen that people are are doing. In the UK, I don't know if this is happening in, in France. I don't even know if this is happening in Italy because I don't watch TV very much. They've been showing replays of great sports events from the past. Is there anything anything like that going on where you guys are? I have no idea. <laughs> I know that online that's what they do, but on TV, actually, I don't really watch TV anymore. Uh, do you do you watch a lot of TV, right? Um, I don't have a TV, and which, which um, yeah, which sort of stops that. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't have a subscription to Netflix or anything. Um, no, we've we. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, to be honest with you, the boy takes up most of our time. Well, that and, is true. Um, and then when he's napping, I'm out in the garden, which I know is horrible for yourself. Um, with, you know, being on your surfboard size balcony, but um, it, it's tough. You know, there's lots of weeding that needs to happen, and uh, mm. you wouldn't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't do a lot of a lot of gardening. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about your your house because you built this house from scratch, right? In in the loosest sense of the uh, word built, um, in that I paid money to other people to to build it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I designed it. I designed the house. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. It's my it's my plan. Yeah. How how do you design a house? Um, in basically in two minutes they, or less. Yeah, they give you they give you a plan and they go, what do you think about this house? And I go, oh, I really don't like that house. So then I got um, I wanted to trace the sizes. So I got um, baking, baking paper, you know, the the really thin yeah. stuff. And so I could use that was my rudimentary tracing paper. And then I just <laughs> I copied the rooms in, in the order that I wanted and then sent it off to the architect. And then I think he scoffed a bit and said, yeah, all right. <laughs> so- you're making it sound as though as though architects are just onto a really good thing, and and essentially any of us could do could design buildings if we just put rooms where we want them, and then he did come back a couple of times and you know say have you really thought about this you know you've got a toilet in the hallway and that room hasn't got any windows and that sort of thing and <laughs> right, you know okay. so, yeah he did he did add some really helpful. Helpful pointers. 
and you've got an acre of land i'm going to be honest i'm not in the year 1642 so i don't know what that involves at all um how big is an acre of land (laughs) (laughs) not in a 30s book song or i'm trying to think of a measurement that's universal i suppose tennis courts Um, yeah yeah i i'd probably say um it's probably people just they're going to scream and go no it's way bigger it's more like nine or ten <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I'd, I'd probably <laughs> i'd say it's probably about eight tennis courts something like that okay that's that's not bad i'm i'm jealous um i i, so, I know i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry one thing i wanted to ask you is how work's been impacted because speech therapy obviously is a healthcare service um, is it something that's continuing as normal are you doing it remotely what's what's been the story there well it's gonna be awkward because i didn't correct you earlier i'm not yet a speech therapist i'm uh, uh, studying to be a speech therapist come <laughs> out now i see <laughs> so uh so the studies have been impacted because uh, it's um, it's online and it's very okay. hard. Yeah, it's very hard to follow, but I'm not complaining. Um, but in the healthcare, uh, like all the paramedical stuff, uh, physiotherapists, speech therapists, and all, uh, they all had to stop. They mm. all had to stop uh, unless it's like a vital thing, um, like uh, for for breathing or something. Uh, but yeah, no, they had to stop. In the pharmacies, though, mm-hmm. they still are open, and uh, the um, liberal nurses—I don't know if it's a, if it's a word or not. You know, the the, the nurses that come to your home and uh, mm. give you a shot and all. Yeah, yeah. They, they still do that. Okay, okay, and I'm I'm interested to know what it was about speech therapy. When I when I last met you, you were you were an actor. What what made you make that transition? I don't know. I I don't know. I was just tired. We're just tired mm. of it all. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, I'm not not finding myself in it anymore. And um, when I met my boyfriend, my my boyfriend, who's a physiotherapist, I uh, started to 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 realize that. That was pretty cool, and so I, I discovered the speech therapist thing. And since it's pretty close to theater in some ways, uh, things that I have worked with before, I, I like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do that. But it's five yeah. years in uh, in med school, so it's pretty wow. hard. <laughs> how how far through that are you? Sorry. How how many years have you done? Oh, uh, one so far. All oh, right. Okay. It's very new. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a really interesting choice of of career. I can see the connection to some of the work. I I think back particularly to like the work I did at drama school on speech and the way you use the voice, um, but with a more with more of an eye on helping people, I guess. Um, yeah, I I think I want to help. It's it's a bit dull to say that, but I, I just wanted to help to to do mm. something, not just for myself but for other people. 
does that does do those studies put you in touch with a lot of other people in the health community i think you, you said to me at one point that you know a few people who work as as nurses or doctors yeah yeah, yeah. um well it's it's more because i i play hockey and uh oh, okay. they all get up doctors and pharmacists and all but yeah yeah i, I actually know quite a few people that work in the hospital right now in the COVID section yeah wow how are they how are they doing they're doing it's it's fine it's okay it's okay yeah the the biggest uh, biggest thing i think it's for my brother-in-law he had like yours a big beard yeah. and he had to shave it off for the for the mask to be uh, oh to be tight. of course no, it was that's... devastating he was really devastating it was more <laughs> for his beard than <laughs> that's exactly the kind of story that that you just don't hear on BBC News for some reason. That yeah, no. I I actually had a personal impact. I actually had another pretty fun story that that a friend told me. Uh, she's yeah. a pharmacist in town. Okay. And uh, there there's like a lot of drug dealers in the in this uh, area, and right now they're dealing masks. And no. so what, yeah, and so. One day, one of them just comes into the into into the pharmacy with mask, and he says, "Here, here, here! It's for you! It's for you! It's free! Come, take mask, take mask!" And then he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "He's nice. He's a nice drug dealer." <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, I would I would would never have guessed. Yeah. That's. Also, I have to say, you've now told us two things about your town. One is that it's it's mostly filled with old people, and two is that there are loads of drug dealers around, um, which which <laughs> begs the question: how how hard do old people like to party in the north of France? <laughs> really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they must be they must be having a tough time stuck at home. Um, yeah, no, but it's mostly alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what about? What about the probation service? Because there must be, if you can't leave your house, there must be some some implications for the extent to which you can check in on people. How how has it all changed? Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's there's a certain irony in that just before um, this pandemic, I was managing people on home detention. So these are people who are electronically tagged and they have to stay home unless they're going shopping or they have medical appointments or they are also allowed a form of exercise every now and again. That's, that, so, I can't imagine what that must be like. No, no, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. Wow. I, I've been speaking to these people on the phone and just going, yeah, you're in home detention and now so am I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, mate, what did you do? <laughs> But um, it's yeah, it's it's a really really tricky thing. People sort of don't really know too much about probation because it's something that happens behind the scenes um, yeah. for people's privacy, and you want people to reintegrate back into the community. Um, but so we're reality- talking about, I mean, like real real basics, just for me, because you're right, I don't know anything about probation. We're talking about the time after someone has served a jail sentence. Is it is it always after they've come out of prison? Or can it sometimes be? No, not always. So sometimes you can get a sentence of supervision, which would be a case of reporting to probation. And you might mm. have, say you've been caught drink driving, 
you might get a sentence of supervision to report to probation and do an alcohol and drug program. Right. But, yeah, so that that's sort of a very basic thing. Or you might get community work hours or be electronically tagged. Or you might be going to prison and when you come out, probation will help you reintegrate back into society. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we have, you know, everyone on our on our caseload from you know murderers to drug dealers to pedophiles to, you know everything um so managing that is very tricky um when we can't go visit anyone and no one can come visit us so a lot of it's just done through phone calls where possible um yeah i know that there is still some face-to-face contact um happening with some really really high-risk people um I don't know sort of where they're at at the moment because I've been off work for the last two weeks uh, with something else. But um, mm. yeah, so I don't know how they're managing with that. But um, yeah, it's, it's made our job very, very tricky, I must admit. I almost wonder if there's some kind of, I mean, it's not the, the top priority clearly, but there's almost some kind of a strange moral element to this, that if you're saying that part of a, a sentence is to have a little <coughs> bit of time where your, your personal liberty is restricted and then actually you know if you're if you're on probation at the moment you're almost not under any any conditions that are different to any of the rest of society i suppose it's just i mean it must feel a little bit like hitting a jackpot is what i'm trying not to say (laughs) yeah oh no completely there are people who are on home detention for for various crimes and Mm. And yes, they're they're serving a sentence of home detention that so's everybody else. So yeah, you're right. It is kind of like a little jackpot in, in that sense, completely. <laughs> we're not, we're not encouraging anyone to commit crimes. What we're doing <laughs> is we're we're encouraging people to have committed crimes a short period of time ago, and already served their sentence almost completely. We're not. I don't know. I'm lost here. It's the morning. Um, <laughs> Last last time I saw you, you were teaching in a primary school. Talk about interesting career changes, or or is I mean, it actually quite similar? It's very similar. They're just naughty kids, um, but they're they're older, and there's only one of them. Right. So it's it's actually a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> and they're presumably in some cases a bit naughtier. If we're gonna yeah, a little bit a little bit naughtier, like you know they've um you know killed someone or you know something like that but yeah you know (laughs) it's all relative well i'm um i'm very very pleased to hear that you're uh you're doing well the house sounds amazing um and um yeah i hope i hope that uh that it's not too hard to sit and watch people playing football next door i i would be going I would be going absolutely nuts with that. Um, I've actually found it really entertaining. It's I know that I can't join in, and I'm not sure that they're supposed to be playing football, but I have I have enjoyed it. it it's samba style, a bit like um, imagine that, um, I, f- I forget what it was advertising now, but you know the Brazilian football team through the the airport through the it's airport. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> oh, some skill, some skill, skillful players coming off the island. So what's what's the most interesting thing you can see from your balcony? Uh, <clears throat> gardens. My neighbors have gardens. Mm. And then just 
bread makes its uh, the symmetry. So. Oh wow. Not, yeah, it's been moving. That, it's, I was going to say, is is that is that busy without being morbid? I don't I don't really look at it, but mm. yeah, a bit. Wow. Such a strange time. Um, so when you come in inside and when we get on our social networks, use WhatsApp, use the internet, um, clearly there's there's a whole load of stuff pinging around, people reflecting on this situation in, in different ways. Uh, have you seen any videos or memes or anything really that has stuck out in your mind as, as something that's that's changed the way you think about this or just made you laugh? Um, anything good down in New Zealand, Ryan? Um, there were there were two things. I don't know if you well the first thing I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, somebody told me about somebody waving a placard that said. This episode of Black Books really sucks. And I didn't get the reference at all. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone's a, a, a fan of comedy. They obviously meant to tell me this episode of Black Mirror really sucks. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, yeah, this episode of Black can Books. You, can, you quickly explain, of, can you quickly explain Black Books for Zoe? So Black Books, is, um, I forget the actor's name, um, the main character. It was, um, it's Dylan Moran and Bill Bailey, two stand-up comedians, basically. Definitely, but it was very dark, and they worked in a bookshop, and it was it was quite surreal at some stage. Um, but yeah, so it was someone it, yeah, like an angry moment. sitcom from about twenty yes. years ago. It's very good. And I was thinking, oh, I don't get the relevance to my life now. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone has seen Black Books. Um, I can get the relevance to my life right now. You know, a small enclosed <laughs> living space, books everywhere, and quite a lot of wine being drunk. <laughs> you just need Bill Bailey in the corner, and that's it. <laughs> I saw, I'd love Bill Bailey in the corner. That would that would improve everything. Um, <laughs> I saw a meme that went around where someone had got a clear plastic sticker and put it on their window, and it says, <laughs> directed by David Lynch. And they said... <laughs> This explains everything. <laughs> everything else. <laughs> what about what about you, Zoe? Have you seen anything good? Um, I've seen I've seen so much, but uh, I think my my what what I love the most is uh, just videos of people in front of their TVs, uh, like a fire or or uh, marshmallows, and just doing stuff they would be doing outside, like like fishing or something with like a video. <laughs> I really love that. Yes, I saw a guy who'd set up like he was trying to fish in his bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just people are getting so creative right now. It's just like a like a, like a bunch of kids stuck yeah. in their rooms and yeah. just dressing up and doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking of dressing up, another oh go on, Ryan. Oh no, go on, go go back to the dressing up. I want to hear this. What? Uh, um, I saw an amazing story about a postman in the UK who obviously one of the one of the sad effects of this is a lot of kids are stuck inside and um, he's 
trying to brighten their day. So every every morning when he goes on his rounds, he's got a different fancy dress costume on, and people have like started <laughs> donating them to him, and I think some local shops involved. And every single day, he's he's a different fancy dress character. What a hero! Um, that's that. Um, wasn't it in music? Have you heard about the teddy bear hunts? The bear hunts. Yes. That's right. Yeah, people have been it's putting uh, and, and Jacinda Ardern, our, our prime minister, has joined in apparently as well. No way, she's brilliant. I love her. She, she is absolutely fantastic. She's put a bear in the window. Yeah, she's got a bear in the window. Yeah. Right. Can you can you just run me through? Because how did this start? Do you know what it is? Do you know what's? I've, no, that's I'm, all I know. Uh, is that <laughs> because basically I. I I know you don't want to talk too much about politics and things, but um, mm. a lot of New Zealanders um, have, have got behind the lockdown because of Jacinda and she's very well respected and she comes across as very compassionate. Um, so, yeah, she has sort of FaceTime and asked people questions and then she had a teddy bear in the window and everyone just now just adores her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get popularity these days. Zoe, have you got any teddy bears that you can put in your window? No, I can put bathroom. my cat. I just can put I, my cat. <laughs> I, I, like, if I were going on a teddy bear hunt and I saw a cat, I would count that as a win. I'd rather see a cat <laughs> than a teddy bear, personally. Um, that's that's I. The, I know there was there was a kids' book called "We're Going on a Bear Hunt." Um, do you remember that? Right. I mean, I don't know if it's it, like Rosen, a, isn't it? So it is. It's Michael Rosen, who's at the moment in hospital, very sick. Right, with yeah. with COVID, and I should have done more research. I need to look into this. I wasn't sure if it was somehow connected to that or if it was just a coincidence, because I kind of heard that it all started in New Zealand. This idea of a bear hunt, um, but uh, yeah, more no, uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much else about it, but yeah, no. I've, I, I heard a lot about Michael Rosen being in hospital and then I started um, just going, oh, I need to I need to read more Michael Rosen because he's fantastic. He really is. Absolutely amazing. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's made it to to France. Zoe, do you know this guy? He's just like a children's poet. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But I've never heard of it. He wrote. Um, he's written some beautiful books as well. Um, and he's a huge advocate for children's literacy and um, the value of storytelling and, and it's just a really all-round lovely, lovely guy. And he yeah, wrote, but maybe, maybe someone uh, in France is screaming, no, he's very famous in France too, but uh, I don't know. Sorry. He hasn't made it. No. Um, really worth checking ch- ch- Yeah. Can I tell you one other funny thing? that It's not a meme or anything I've seen on the internet. Um, my my father-in-law Jim said that he was going to go to the supermarket when we were speaking to him one day on Skype and um, he said that he was going to try and start a panic buy on something so he was going to go there and just go he said I'm just going to go to the aisle and just go they only make pencils in India (laughs) (laughs) what's that even mean (laughs) so um, everyone would start panic buying pencils and then we tried to think about the the best thing that you could panic by rather than toilet paper so we mm-hmm. said um we, we were the best one we came up with was um quick they're running out of get well soon cards 
<laughs> oh man, <laughs> I, feel, I feel put in the shade. I was having a what what panic buying a conversation about what panic buying we could start with some friends on Facebook. Someone suggested custard creams. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, you could just create loads of memes that suggest that these, these custard creams have got medicinal properties. And now, I mean, look, in a in a world where people, and this is true, this happened yesterday in Britain, people set fire to more than one mobile phone mast because they believed a fake news story that 5G was spreading the coronavirus. I think I think you probably could start panic buying of get well soon cards or indeed custard creams but did, did the french go completely crazy zoe or, or was there anything that disappeared from the shops uh yeah um bread 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 okay. we have no bread and it's awful everyone is making their own bread at home and uh, we have no flour it's oh. yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's kind of of weird it's like there's two type of people like uh, li- li- like you're in a plane or something you know yeah. there's the people that say oh it's fine okay it's a plane it flies we're not gonna crash and then there's the other like it's gonna go bursting into flames it's awful we're all gonna which, die and which 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 kind are you oh no, does, I'm, it, I'm does it change the first one I'm, i don't know i mean in between <laughs> yeah. someday i'm um um I'm okay, and some I'm not. But yeah, in, in the in the shops, we we have no bread, no pasta, no toilet paper, no nothing. And I hope uh, that gets sorted soon. Um, have you had any kind of music or performance going on between the balconies between you and your neighbours? Me? Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's it's a graveyard. Just right. Now. I, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't so much mean on that side. But <laughs> it's no, hard not to at get all. a sing along going. No. No, 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 Ryan, not at all. Ryan, you you feel like you're kind of in the countryside. Are you? If, other than the football, have they have they had any music going on? No, 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 nothing. I kept, there's a guy called Mike who lives at the bottom of the hill, and we unfortunately we've nicknamed him Bottom Mike. Bottom mic, um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with top mic or middle mic. Who's all right? No, we do actually have a middle mic who's not built yet. That's why we've got bottom mic. He's, but, he's um, not built yet. No, no, he, he's got a caravan on the site, but he's not in it. He, he's down in Auckland oh, somewhere. His, his house isn't built yet. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't get that. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I can shout down to bottom mic, but um. That's about it, really. I'm you know. so disappointed I, I that you're not actually building yourself a friend. <laughs> That's where I thought <laughs> I was going. Yeah, sorry, middle mic's not built yet. Right, this is the, Cut- the level of solitude we've got. <laughs> cutting, cutting to the chase here, to the to the, the where I'm and driving at. Um, it seems to have died out a little bit when when quarantines and lockdowns first started happening. Everyone was singing, everyone was making music. My neighbours were having a big party every evening. It got a little bit much, then they stopped, and I thought, yay. And a few weeks later, I kind of think, actually, it'd be nice to have a bit more of that. Um, so I would, I'd like to see a resurgence of the, the balcony music scene. If people are going to start the resurgence of the balcony music scene, what are some good songs that they could 
pump out or get people to sing along to any suggestions ryan well uh, yeah I, I sort of listened to the earlier podcast and there was lots of yeah oasis beatles kind of things um the, there's a couple of songs uh, have probably not been mentioned so far um there's a family in wellington mm. who've recorded a song called family lockdown boogie which which is essentially the Egypt family lockdown, so they're going to get through this by dancing. Have you uh, seen so this? I, Sorry, you got, yes, there was a you, I love huge them. reaction. Yeah, <laughs> family lockdown boogie. I'm Send me a link. Thing, I'll put it on. I'll put it on Twitter at quarantine pod. <laughs> I'll definitely send that. Um, and the other one was I don't know if you've ever seen. I was a big fan of. Um, we're going back again to sort of 90s English or British comedy, which we have done in the past with Red Dwarf and various other things. But um, I don't know if you remember Shooting Stars and there was Matt Lucas on there and he sang a baked potato song. <laughs> Is that where it came from? Is that where the baked potato song came from? Because I've seen Matt Lucas. I don't know if you, if you know him as an English comedian. Um, no. And uh, he's he's bald. He has a slightly potatoey look about him. I'm sure <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. It's all right. I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming around. So do I. So do I. So um, he put this he put the song out. That I think now it's like in the charts. The potato song, the baked potato song. Was it first heard of it? Okay. <laughs> it's it it's been it's become quite a thing. And a friend sent me a message the other day. She sent me a voice note. She said, Sandy, I've always wondered, you've always reminded me of someone. I didn't know who it was. And it's Matt Lucas. I saw him do the baked potato song. And I thought, you look like <laughs> Matt Lucas. And I said, I'm not entirely, I don't know how flattered, like, I don't know, you know, she said, oh no, with a beard. You look like a, you look like a hairy, I said, doesn't he look a bit like a potato? She said, yeah, you look like a, a hairy, hairy baked potato. Um, like, you know, a king. <laughs> So the way that conversation played out is that she, and I don't know how it came to this, but she then challenged me to write a song, an autobiographical song about <laughs> a hairy baked potato. Um, so here we go. Drawing, I don't have the guitar to hand. <laughs> drawing on, drawing on my experiences in in the story that I told on the last podcast about um, getting getting caught by the police while I was going for a walk that I shouldn't have done in the middle of the night. So, you know, coming soon maybe to Spotify um, is, uh, is is the ballad of the outlaw potato. We'll see. Art, who was on, who, who Zoe, you know, and was on one of the earlier podcasts, yeah. has told me he's, he's going to do some illustrations to put together a music video. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this is the spinner. To Matt Lucas's baked potato song. Um, man, live Zoe. What what else? What else can we sing other than the ballad of the baked potato? Um, I don't know if it's been mentioned or not, but one of the things that comes to mind is uh, the like the, the 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 first lines of I don't I just don't I'm a little up, sorry <laughs> I just don't know what to do with myself. You know the. Oh, I just don't know words. what to do with myself. I don't know. Oh, oh. Applies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's great. I, <laughs> I love it. I've just had I just had this 
this image and I don't know, maybe it's already happened. Maybe it will happen. Maybe the architecture of New Zealand doesn't suit this. But in, there must be some built up areas. I know it's mostly hobbits and, and <laughs> grassy valleys and, and houses that haven't been built yet. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, and everyone's got an acre, whatever that is, with, some, with a river <laughs> at the bottom. And a friend that they've partially constructed halfway up the hill. Um, but there must be some areas where there are like tower blocks that face each other. And if so, isn't there at some point going to come out a video of a whole bunch of people doing a hacker together from their various apartments? And wouldn't, oh, wouldn't that, that be right? And it's also I've seen the videos of it being it being used. At, it's not just before rugby games. It's it's a uh, it can be a, a a funereal thing. It can be a mourning thing. It can be a it's a collective identity thing. Ryan, can you can you just talk to New Zealand? Just have a, just have a little chat. Um, put something in, put something in the WhatsApp group. Definitely, like, I'll talk to bottom mic, middle mic, top mic. We'll get it sorted. <laughs> all the mics. <laughs> <laughs> get all of the mics involved um get get Jacinda Arden involved if she says you have to do it it'll happen right and I want everyone involved I want the teddy bears at the windows doing the hacker as well um be great great wouldn't it be amazing wouldn't that be such a cool video um if if any if it does exist and it happens please someone tell me about it because I want to claim all the credit. Um, we're running, we're running out of time. It's been so nice catching up with you guys. It's been a lovely start to my day, Ryan. I hope it's been a good end to yours. It has. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Zoe, it's been lovely to catch up with you. Yes, it's been. Thank you for having me. We're always finishing by giving a huge round of applause to all of the people who are working in the medical industry at the moment, including all of your friends that uh, that are on the COVID wards where you are. Please give them all of our love. Um, and we also throw in some other people or groups of people that we would like to give a, a shout out to, send some love, send some, some good vibes or some gratitudes. Uh, Ryan, who would you like to include? Uh, I, I thought of three, well, three groups of people. Um, first of all, my mother-in-law, Liz, who is currently living with us. So she is in New Zealand, um, not able to get back to the UK currently. Um, so anyone who's not where they should be, you know, um, anyone who's trapped in another country or trapped in another home or away from a loved one, um, mm. So, yeah, but, but especially for us personally, for, for Liz being here, it's just fantastic for us. But, uh, but I get that that's a huge strain on her and also on, on Jim, my father-in-law, who's, who's back in the UK by himself at the moment as well. So a big shout out to him. Mm. Um, and also the, the, the final one, um, I know we, we talk about medical staff and hospital workers, but um, recently been to Fungray Hospital and they were absolutely amazing they were sensational um so fungaray hospital deserve a special shout out they were absolutely brilliant zoe who else would you like to include um well pretty much just everyone i don't have someone or a mm. group of people especially just everyone because no matter no matter their, their person or their situation it's just 
shit for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you still yeah. work or you don't, or you're alone or with your family and all, it's just just shit everywhere. So shout out to everyone. To everyone. That's that's the most inclusive <laughs> shout out we've had. I that's do wrong. feel that was easy. <laughs> I do wonder if if one day one of your friends who works on the COVID ward in the local hospital is going to be like. Well, she could have mentioned me. Um. Yeah. Okay, so so I will. So Julien, Laurence, Coralie, Raphael, um, Alex, Marco, and everyone else. I have forgotten a lot of people, I think. Right, okay. I'm going to include... Oh, that's I hope you remember those, Sandy. <laughs> I'm scribbling <laughs> frantically. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I have a great memory. Um, I'll just wait, wait, wait until this is over. Go back, listen to the podcast again, and then <laughs> dub in that one section. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to include, since he came up, Michael Rosen, because when I was a kid, he was one of my absolute favourite writers. Um, and as an adult working with uh with kids he's written a couple of phenomenal books that i've used loads called things like how to make children laugh which is just the most inherently beautiful title for any book i can imagine ever so get well soon michael rosen um right thank you so much buddy it's been it's been so good to see your face Oh, thank you so much, Sandy. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much, Zoe, for, for sharing your experiences too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah, huge thanks to you as well, Zoe. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks and love to everyone featuring Ryan's mother-in-law and father-in-law, Liz and John, everyone who's not where they should be oh, right now. Oh, hang on. Jim. Liz, Jim. Jim. Jim, yeah. sorry. I've wrote it down and I've misread it. Yeah. Oh, with everyone in God. the do you <laughs> I'm in so much trouble I'm in so much trouble normally people are just but, like people who work in shops uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh let's go again take two sending big round of <laughs> lots of love to everyone featuring Rise parents-in-law Liz and Jim everyone who is not where they should be the staff at Fungere Hospital, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Fun Fungere. Um, Imagine uh, you're saying fucking A. <laughs> fucking A. Everyone at fucking A Hospital. <laughs> and, and, and all those lovely friends in France, including Julian, <laughs> Laurence, Coralie, Raphael, Alex and marco um Ooh. and michael rosen it's got to be julien surely rather than julian but other than that i got through it <laughs> this, this has been well. the smoothest piece of podcasting i've ever done in my life you guys have been <laughs> wonderful love to everybody thank you so much thank you, thank you.